Welcome to the John Lothian News Daily Update podcast for January 18th, 2024. I am your host, John Lothian. This podcast is brought to you by John Lothian News, the proud home of MarketsWiki and MarketsWiki Education. We invite you to explore our extensive collection of trading history videos on the MarketsWiki Education page at johnlothiannews.com. This includes the Open Outcry Traders History Project and the Path to Electronic Trading video series. Thank you for joining us. In this podcast, we'll give you a rundown of what's included in today's John Lothian newsletter. We'll discuss key points from the hits and takes section, share anecdotes from the first read section, spotlight the top three stories from the last JLN and JLN option editions, and dive into the initial three stories from today's JLN's lead section. Here are the hits and takes comments from today's JLN. Bloomberg wrote a follow-up to the story about Mary Erdos claiming J.P. Morgan had had 69 billion daily cyber attacks with the bank recharacterizing the number of attacks. A spokesman from J.P. Morgan is quoted as saying, Ms. Erdos was referring to observed activity collected from our technology assets, malicious or not. The activity is then processed by our monitoring infrastructure. Joseph Evangelisti, a spokesman for J.P. Morgan, said in a statement, Examples of activity can include user logins like employee virtual desktops and scanning activity, which are often highly automated and not targeted. The story did continue to claim that J.P. Morgan had seen an increased number of hacker attempts in the last year, evidently just not $69 billion a day. I think the most impressive numbers from the story are the $15 billion that J.P. Morgan spent on technology last year to bolster its security and other technology initiatives, and the 62,000 technologists it employs. Coinbase and the SEC are facing off in court and Beanie Babies found its way into the conversation with Bitcoin compared to the small bean-filled collectible that was all the rage in the 1990s in a boom and bust cycle. For me, this may be a way to win in court, but it's not a winning market argument for the value of Bitcoin. Now, if they had compared Bitcoin to Pokemon cards, comic books, McDonald's, Happy Meal toys, and Pogs, that would have been a different story. CME Group announced that the Saudi Tadawal Group holding company, STG, has acquired a 32.6% stake in the Dubai Mercantile Exchange, DME, forming the Gulf Mercantile Exchange alongside CME Group and other stakeholders, with the option to increase their shareholding in the future. The investment includes new shares to support DME's growth. FIA and CME Group have jointly responded to the CFTC's proposed rulemaking to enhance safe and liquid investment options for FCMs and DCOs, expressing support for these efforts and anticipating further engagement with the CFTC on the initiative. During a campaign stop in New Hampshire, former President Donald Trump said he opposes the idea of a central bank-issued digital dollar, citing concerns about government control over individuals' finances and pledging not to allow its creation, Bloomberg reported. Meanwhile, former CFTC chairman and Wilkie 
Farr and Gallagher senior counsel J. Christopher Giancarlo, who was given the nickname Crypto Dad and served as CFTC chair under former President Trump, discussed in a Coindesk first mover video the future of a central bank digital currency, CBDC, in the U.S. Giancarlo said the digital dollar project does not advocate for the U.S. to deploy a central bank digital currency. The headline for the story says he said the prospect of a Bitcoin ban is no longer likely. In a YouTube video, NYSE's Doug Yanis provided an update on the spot Bitcoin ETF via NYSE TV. R.J. O'Brien and Associates appointed Patrick Christie to lead its Agricultural Technology Ag Tech business unit, and DV Group announced a strategic expansion across its subsidiary companies, including DV Energy, to further diversify its offerings in global financial markets. I will be at Stack's midwinter meeting at the Hilton in Chicago later this morning. If you are there, please say hello. A benchmark analysis from the Sustainability Advocate series examined the climate-related risk management governance and lobbying practices of 12 of the largest U.S. electric utility companies and found deeply contradictory advocacy practices. The report toward consistency assessing the power sector's climate policy advocacy found that the 12 utilities agree with the scientific consensus concerning the causes of climate change. 100% of them have lobbied either individually or as part of a coalition for Paris-aligned climate policies in the last three years. Despite the support, 100% of these companies have also lobbied in opposition to Paris-aligned climate policies. View the analysis and download the report with the link in today's newsletter. Margaret Atwood leads off a series of four videos dubbed Democracy 2024 in the Financial Times examining the state of government representation, rights, and freedom. In a year in which more than half of the world goes to the polls, the Financial Times said Atwood asked whether democracy is fragile and easily destroyed or flexible and resilient. Other Democracy 2024 videos include the Turkish novelist Elif Shafik looking at democracy's delicately balanced ecosystem. The Nigerian writer Lola Shonyan examining democratic freedoms and the Indian comedian Aditi Mittal in a sketch exposing family tensions over the meaning of democracy. Our most read stories from our previous edition of JLN Options were Can AI and a Supercomputer Beat the Markets? This is one of the hedge funds trying to find out from MarketWatch. Options Discovery, Episode 29 from John Lothian News. And S&P 500 Wobble Pushes Fear Gauge to Highest Since November from Bloomberg. Subscribe to the free JLN Options newsletter with a link in today's JLN. Here are more stories from the first read section of today's JLN. We have a John Lothian Profiles video. Amanda Kane, John Lothian Profiles, Part 1. 
In a recent interview with John Lothian Profiles, Amanda Kane shared her journey into the financial services industry and her experiences as a pioneering woman in the field. Kane's entry into the industry began when she was invited to join the EDNF Man Commodities Trading Program, a move that she described as lucky and unexpected. She recalled a time when she was one of the few women in the industry with limited female colleagues. And then here's our Options Discovery, Episode 29. Understanding the Foundations to Become a Successful Options Trader, Mark Esposito, Options Mentor at Macmillan Analysis Corp., discusses this and more with JLN's Esma Awas. In this episode of Options Discovery, Esma Awas discusses the different principles that traders should understand about options. This episode includes a breakdown of calls and puts, choosing the underlying asset and volatility and the Greeks. Esma then sits down with Mark Esposito, an options mentor at Macmillan Analysis Corp., who shares more insight on the foundations of options trading. You can check out the Options Mentoring Program with a link in today's newsletter and view this video on johnlothianews.com. Here's a press release from FIA Tech. Deutsche Bank and Societe Generale join FIA Tech Ownership Consortium. Move shows further industry support for FI Tech's innovation. FI Tech, a leading futures industry technology provider, today announced that Deutsche Bank and Societe Generale have joined its ownership consortium and recent funding round, bringing the total funds raised to $84.2 million. Both will also join FITech's board of directors. With the addition of these two institutions, FITech's ownership consortium will comprise 12 global clearing firms as well as the Futures Industry Association. Investors now include ABN AMRO Clearing, Bank of America, Barclays, BNP Paribas, Deutsche Bank, Goldman Sachs, Citi, JP Morgan, Morgan Stanley, Society Generale, UBS, and Wells Fargo. This investment adds $14.8 million to the $25.4 million raised in April 2023 for the strategic growth of the trade data network. My comment, FIA Tech has transformed itself into an industry technology centerpiece. Here's a story from Coindesk. The Dow for crypto markets, new Coindesk 20 index, underpins futures contracts at bullish. Cryptocurrencies just got a new benchmark that's similar to the stock market's Dow Jones Industrial Average, explains how the market is broadly doing, and the index has an investable product based on it, potentially giving the measure a shot at broader adoption, something previous market-wide benchmarks have failed to win. Coindesk Indices on Wednesday introduced the benchmark called the Coindesk 20 Index that tracks the world's largest and most liquid cryptocurrencies, the behemoth Bitcoin BTC and Ethereum's Ether ETH are among its 20 members, but it goes well beyond them to give traders a diversified summary of the market's performance. My comment. I wish Coindesk luck with this and hope they're around as long as Dow Jones with its index. Here's a story from Mashable. The headline, It's not just you. Google search really has gotten worse. A new study by German researchers found that Google search is plagued with SEO spam. 
Has your Google search experience changed for the worse? You may not be alone. This revelation comes from a new study by German researchers from Leipzig University, Bauhaus University, Weimar, and the Center for Scalable Data Analytics and Artificial Intelligence. The researchers posed the question, is Google getting worse? Examining 7,392 product review queries on Google, Bing, and DuckDuckGo for a year. My comment, this is your term of the year, SEO spam. Here are the top three stories from yesterday's JLN. Our top story Wednesday was Bloomberg's AI certification program verifies systems are fairly trained. Second was the virtue economy is over, an opinion piece from Alison Schrager in Bloomberg. Third was India to keep diversifying oil supply, accelerate energy transition, oil minister from Reuters. Here are the top three stories from the lead section of today's JLN. The first story is from Bloomberg. The headline, Coinbase compares buying crypto to collecting Beanie Babies. Exchange compares tokens to plush toys to oppose regulation. Courts are divided on whether crypto sales are securities. Coinbase Global Inc. said buying cryptocurrency on an exchange was more like collecting Beanie Babies than investing in a stock or bond. The biggest U.S. crypto exchange made the comparison Wednesday in a New York federal court hearing. Coinbase was arguing for the dismissal of a Securities and Exchange Commission lawsuit, accusing it of selling unregistered securities. William Saffet, a lawyer for Coinbase, told U.S. District Judge Catherine Polk-Falilla that tokens trading on the exchange aren't securities subject to SEC jurisdiction because the buyers don't gain any rights as part of their purchases, as they do with stocks or bonds. Here's another story, this one from Bloomberg. J.P. Morgan says hacker attempts have increased this year. J.P. Morgan sees hackers getting, quote, smarter, savvier, unquote, Erdos says. Cybercrime has become a top concern among bank CEOs globally. J.P. Morgan Chase & Company has seen an increase in hackers attempting to infiltrate its systems as the Wall Street giant and its rivals continue to deal with a surge in global cybercrime, according to Mary Callahan Erdos, who leads J.P. Morgan's Asset and Wealth Management Division. Quote, the fraudsters get smarter, savvier, quicker, more devious, more mischievous, unquote, Erdos said in a panel at the World Economic Forum in Davos, quote, it's so hard and it's going to become increasingly harder and that's why staying one step ahead of it is really the job of each and every one of us, unquote. Here's a press release from Hidden Road. Hidden Road continues expansion into listed derivatives clearing Hidden Road. The global credit network institutions has launched listed derivatives clearing starting with CME Group products. Hidden Road, the global credit network for institutions, today announced that it has extended its credit intermediation clearing and financing offerings to cover listed derivatives markets through the firm's U.S. entity, Hidden Road Partners CIVUS LLC, a registered futures commission merchant, FCM. The listed derivatives business is starting with CME clearing as its first venue and will be expanding 
venue and clearinghouse coverage globally over the coming months. We're grateful for your attentive listening to the John Lothian News Daily Update. Please consider spreading the word about our podcast among your friends. Moreover, if you haven't done so already, we would greatly appreciate if you could spare a moment to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or whatever platform on which you access this podcast. Your reviews play a crucial role in introducing our content to new listeners. Also, if you haven't subscribed to the daily John Lothian newsletter email, you can enjoy a complimentary 90-day trial by visiting johnlothiannews.com forward slash trial. Thank you for your continued valued support. Have a great day and stay safe and treat people the same way you want to be treated with respect, equality, and justice. This has been John Lothian. Goodbye. This podcast has been produced by Andrew Lothian.